0: A bada bing bada bam.
1: Welcome to this week's Bake in a Mystery, Bake in a Murder episode. Listen, don't mind what's going on. My life is a mess. This reflects it, but it'll all be okay in a second. But right now, we're talking about the mask girl even my mic doesn't want to participate i'm gonna fight my mic by the end of this video i can already feel it in my bones do you know sometimes i get into physical altercations i literally commit battery and assault on these mic stands anyway today we're talking about the mask girl have you seen it you haven't seen it he asked me to watch it and tell it to him because he doesn't like watching anything so here i am we're talking about the k-drama mask girl he has no idea what it's even about he sees one TikTok about it and he's like hey you should watch this so i don't have to (laughs) i had no idea what it was about other than it was a super hyped up k-drama i look into it it's a thriller it's a thriller i thought it was gonna be like the new k-drama celebrity which i don't know if it's a thriller or not but i heard it's amazing but we're doing the mask girl i'm just gonna jump right into it but first do you know what i really want to do i want to jump into bed with you Okay, before we get into it, I need you to do me a quick favor. I need you to listen up, okay? If your back hurts from carrying the weight of being the hottest, the funniest partner, family member, and friend in your friend group, raise your hand. See? That's what I thought. And then I realized, actually, my back was just hurting because of my crusty mattress. It was a wake-up call for me. It really was. That is why I love my Helix mattress. I have had a Helix mattress for years now. Like ever since I was back in LA years ago. Oh my God. I've already been in Atlanta for like two years. That's like four years ago. And I look forward to going to sleep tonight as much as I did the first night that I got my Helix mattress. I got another one delivered to our place in New York. I got a Helix mattress for my mom and Helix is still as good as when I first got it. I mean, it was delivered right to our doorstep and it came up rolled up in this box. It was so easy to set up. All I had to do was pull it out and unroll it and watch the magic happen. It is so satisfying to watch it spring to life. And I used to think like the whole process of getting a mattress is just so complicated. You wear your sneakers, you go to the mattress store and then you lay on a mattress that 25 million other people have probably laid on. Everybody is different and Helix knows that. So they made a sleep quiz that matches your unique body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. So if you share a mattress, you should take the quiz with your partner, which is what I did. And I am a side sleeper. I like a little bit of a softer mattress. But I share the mattress with him and his preferences are different than mine and based on both of our results We got the midnight Lux mattress and i'm telling you it feels like the perfect combination for both of us We have been sleeping so much better since switching to helix and the quality is so good that even after a year We didn't have to do that thing where you flip your mattress to the other side and you're like, oh, yeah That's gonna fix it We don't even have to do that. Helix also made a commitment to never use fiberglass in any of their mattresses, which is like a big thing for me. Fiberglass has been proven to be bad for your long-term health. And Helix has a factory that is completely free of fiberglass. Helix also has a hundred night sleep trial. So you get more than three months to just make sure that you love it. They have a 10-year warranty and even financing options and a flexible payment plan. So a great night's sleep is never very far away. And you can visit helixsleep.com baking to get 25% off your Helix mattress, plus two free pillows during their Labor Day sale, which is only running for a limited time. So make sure you go to helixsleep.com baking to get 25% off your Helix mattress, plus two free pillows during their Labor Day sale. And thank you, Helix Sleep, for sponsoring today's video. And let's get into it. The story starts with Momi. She's our main girl. That's her name, Momi, Kim Momi. Okay, and I wonder if this resonates with a lot of different cultures, too. But in Korea, there is this big culture that you need to know what you look like on the social scale of conventional attractiveness. This is honestly the most forked up system that you're ever going to hear about. Please let me know if this exists. I feel like it exists even here. It's this imaginary societal system where you need to know where you fall on the scale of attractiveness. And then you need to quote, know your place. Essentially the higher you are on the scale of attractiveness, the more bullshit that you can get away with. The lower you are, the less bullshit you can get away with. You can't get in Korea. They say if you're not conventionally attractive, you can't be obnoxious on the streets. Mm. they are less forgiving of you for some reason it is like the most i think we're moving away from it but right now that's what the drama is focusing on society will rip you apart for being like Mm. that's what they call it like obnoxious not knowing your place not reading the room Mm. and honestly reading the room is so basically
0: if you're a seven you better act like a seven yes if you're yeah. Two, you act like a two.
1: Yeah, like you. If you're an eight, you can maybe get away with acting like a nine. Mm-hmm. People might still be like, "What's wrong with this girl?" Mm. But most of the time, you got to act like an eight.
0: If you're a ten.
1: You can act like it's... You can do whatever you want, honestly. <laughs> okay? It's just the most messed up system. So, Mommy knows this system is forked up firsthand. When she was a kindergartner, she remembers that she would go up on stage during these talent shows that they would host at school. And the gymnasium is packed with people. Like, every square inch is a person. It's a mom. It's an aunt. It's an uncle. It's other students. And she would perform the latest pop song with a whole K-pop-inspired dance number, retro 90s style though because this is when she's a kindergartner and in the end she would turn around stick her hand in the air pop her hip out and then do a looking back at it pose and she would wink at the crowd and the whole gym would explode with applause okay they'd be like oh my god And she lived off of this. This is the moment that she realized I wanna be famous. This is my dream. The applause, the cheers, the camera flashes. She loved the dancing. She loved the energy of the crowd. She loved this like chemistry. As she gets older, she says her physical looks pushed her further and further away from her dreams. Her own mother would even yell at her for spending too much time in her room, dancing to pop songs. She would scream at her during dinner. With what looks are you gonna be a celebrity, huh? It's time to be a bit more realistic and focus on your studies. In elementary school, everyone would clap at her performance because she's still just a kid, right? In middle school, she would dance in the talent show. Everyone laughed at her for having this big unrealistic dream of being an idol when she doesn't look like an idol.
0: Oh, she wants to be an idol idol. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so Momi would have to sit there basically receiving a black ocean. No claps for her performance. Nothing. Getting booed off the stage and then watch a group of So mediocre, but conventionally pretty girls go up there and do the most basic dance moves. I'm talking like circle swinging punches
2: left (laughs) to right. And
1: everyone in the crowd is like, like they're the next generation Blackpink, which there will never be a next generation Blackpink. I love them. But you get what I'm saying. Like these middle schoolers are not even talented, but because they're conventionally attractive, everyone is losing their freaking marbles. Now, fast forward to present day momi is 27 years old when she was a kid she dreamed of being a celebrity and having this extraordinary life well she's beyond ordinary now like so average that she wants to pull her hair out she's an office worker she doesn't even realize how it happened like it just snuck up on her this dream it was all gone one day i mean the next day she's just sitting at her cubicle eating a salad She finishes up her job, walks home, staring at all the billboards of all these K-pop idols performing on stage. The sound of applause, it still gives her that high. Like, nothing in this world compares to that feeling. And when she gets home, she walks into her secret room. It's like a stage. She's got a little curtain set up, okay? She's got this uh, wall of wigs displayed on one side, and in front of her are computer screens and a webcam. She does her eye makeup perfectly, puts on a blank white face mask with just holes on the eyes, throws on a new wig, a sparkly, skin-tight mini dress, and she starts live streaming. Side note, her body is perfection in terms of conventional beauty standards. Like she has the perfect Korean ideal body. She's tall, she's super slim, and she's got big booties, like big natural booties. And okay, I feel like Koreans in Korea are pee guys. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, you see a Korean, Korean, they're into boobies. You see a Korean-American, they're into booty. It's weird. It's really weird, okay? And you got blessed with none. Uh, What? (laughs) Yeah, your butt is pretty big. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) So she uses this to her advantage, okay? She covers up her face and she starts live streaming and her name is Mask Girl. Mm. Or they call her Mago.
0: Mago. Bro, But
1: Koreans love doing that shit, okay? What? Like masuka, maskol, right? Uh-huh. But they call her like makol. Like uh-huh. they just like take the <laughs> So the mystery behind her face, it just adds intrigue. She actually ends up garnering like a huge viewer base that love to watch her. I would say it's primarily men because we see flashes of the comments and it's just like thirsty men just foaming at the mouths. They're like your body is a 10 out of 10 and they just spend so much time fantasizing about how ideal and perfect her face must be as well because if she's blessed with that body her face must be blessed
0: wait what is she doing
1: oh she's just dancing to pop music and then she's answering questions doing q and a's she's literally a live streamer and then she'll be like oh my gosh thank you so much for the heart
0: (laughs) (laughs) give us more (laughs) come on what else did she say
1: Okay, that's what she's doing. She's always saying that, okay? And that the rest of the apartment is just a mess. Like this set is the only thing that is in pristine condition. It is the filming area. So her priorities right off the bat from this episode is very clear. She lives for live streaming and her job is just a way to pay the bills. She would rather live as Mask Girl. She would rather live in this online dream than her normal life. When she clocks in to work the next morning. Shelly, her coworker, whispers in the elevator. Shelly's like her BFF at work. Mm -hmm. Shelly's like, Shelly is also not conventionally attractive. It's kind of pertinent later. Why the hell do you look so tired? Oh, do I? You look so tired. You've been looking so exhausted these days. Have you been doing something after work? Oh, no, not really. So we get it. She's not telling anyone that she's mask girl, not even her BFF at work. So they get off the elevator to their floor and they come across a scene that makes them want to gouge out their eyeballs first thing in the morning. Two male managers are given a coffee by a pretty employee by the name of Adam. And the male manager goes, "Ah, oh, starting the morning, right? Adam, she, you always make the best coffee. Always, 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 it's the best. Oh, it's nothing. I'm just pouring instant mix into hot water. Coffee is coffee, right? No, 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 Adam, she trusts me. It really depends on who makes the coffee. And then he looks at Momi and Shelly who walk in. It really depends on who makes the coffee. You're in a different league, you know? The two guys both stare at Momi and Shelly. And they both bite their tongue, sit down at their desk, and they start messaging each other on their little work computers. Shelly's like, those little pigs pissing me off, and it's only the morning. I know, tell me about it. They don't even realize that what they're doing is sexual harassment. I'm gonna report them to HR one day. Yeah, they need to be burned to learn their lesson. And that freaking Adam girl, what's up with this coffee shenanigans first thing in the freaking morning? You know, I think she had work done. I think her eyes for sure, and even her nose. <sighs> You got a laser eye for plastic surgery. You know, she even stuffs her bra. She's probably not even a 34A. <sighs> Either way, I don't like her. She gives me bad vibes. She's new to the team and already flirting left and right with the managers. God, she's so f-ing full of herself. As they're typing away, Mr. Park, the boss walks in through the door. And I actually found out that this is based on a webtoon, which made the editing of this show make sense. <laughs> Because the editing is just It's like if I did a whole basket of drugs And then edited the show It's really good though I like it So all the girls, they perk up in their chairs when he walks in And Adam runs to give the hot man a coffee So this is like the main manager, Mr. Park And he's conventionally very attractive Whereas the other two managers are like balding ajashis
0: mm, How old is this, this boss?
1: Oh, probably like 34 yeah he's a zaddy he's literally a dad okay probably has like a wife and kids Uh... anyway momi watches and it's clear that she has a massive crush on this man like massive anyway adam says mr park a coffee oh um i'm good thanks actually yeah sure i'll just take it oh and adam next time you don't need to make me coffee you weren't hired to make coffee He's blunt with her. And Momi can't help but smile like, 역시, which means, um, see, our team leader, Mr. Park, he's not like the other men. He doesn't care about pretty girls in coffee. He cares about work. And we get a flashback to many, many months earlier during a company meeting when Momi realized that she was in love with this man. He's as tall as a model. He can pull off any suit. He's got broad shoulders. His face screams intelligent. Not boy, intelligent. He looks cold, but he's actually very kind. Plus, he's good at his job. He's climbed the corporate ladder very, very fast. The only con is he's a married man. (laughs) <laughs> you know Mommy knows that she shouldn't but she peers above her computer and she sees him so focused on work and there's just something about it that is so magnetic and it just pulls her into him and she just can't help but stare and appreciate his charisma and we see mr park working on his computer and the camera slowly pans to his computer screen where he is photoshopping a shirtless picture of himself to make his abs look more defined <laughs> <laughs> not like other men you see <laughs> why he's really into himself uh. like he doesn't show it or i guess momi doesn't see it but he's really into himself like he's posting this shit on instagram anyway meanwhile momi goes home to research plastic surgeons near her before she starts her performance again that night as mask girl this is what she does every night after work is she
0: popular though
1: oh really popular she's like one of the i would say this is a small streaming platform with more sexual streams you know what i mean like more thirst trap streams so i wouldn't compare it to like twitch
0: okay and she's
1: like one of the top on this platform yes so like
0: how many people watching like thousands yeah like tens of thousands
1: maybe like Two hundred
0: <laughs> Really? Yeah. Holy, that's a lot of people.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, you just said ten thousand. I said two hundred people and you said that's a lot of people. Oh
0: two I thought oh I thought you said two hundred thousand people.
1: <laughs> like two hundred people.
0: Oh two hundred people. Yes, oh, okay. yes, yes. That's a lot of people. That's a
1: lot of people. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. but you
1: just like went balls deep. You're like, what, so like five million active watchers right now? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So this time she's wearing a pink wig She's dancing more seductively And she even does like these Little challenges on camera She's got a cute little fishbowl And she wrote down little pieces of paper In there with random household objects And the first one she picks up are Chopsticks Now what am I gonna do with chopsticks? She sticks them in between her boobs That's what she's gonna (laughs) do with chopsticks Okay And then the second one she picks out is Uyu milk what am i gonna do with milk cut to her just pouring the milk (laughs) all over her face drenching it and she's like moaning while she's doing it okay (laughs) like it is a lot to take in and so she changes and comes back and she's like sorry i was so drenched and moist i had to get changed i'm trying a new hairstyle what do you guys think am i pretty Uh And the comments are like, oh my God, you're Gorgina. You're the best. You're the prettiest. I've never seen someone look like you. You are literally perfection. You're 10 out of 10. And she's living for this. She keeps asking, am I pretty? Am I pretty? So naturally, the comments ask to see her face, but she just shoves her boobs in the camera to shut them up. So next time I get comments about your face, I'm just going to make you shove your boobs in the
2: camera.
1: (laughs) So she's living for this attention. She's thriving. But when she gets to work the next day, Mr. Park is yelling at her. The worst I've ever seen. An absolute disgrace. A disgrace. Miss Momi Kim, didn't you study accounting? How on earth do you get the most basic accounting concept wrong? I'm so sorry. During her lunch break, Momi contemplates jumping off the office building. She takes off her heels and she steps up on the ledge, but then the camera pans out. She's not on the ledge. She's on a chair in the middle of the roof, nowhere near the edge. She's just being dramatic. And Shelly is sitting next to her, eating her lunch. What are you doing? Sit down, sit down. She sits. Don't you think Mr. Park was a little too harsh on you? Yelling in front of everyone? See, that's the thing about men, okay? Men always think that they're the shit and then they forget how to treat people and that's what I call workplace bullying. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen that guy's social media? Oh, no, I I don't follow him. Yeah, well, he's got an illness. What? Yeah, asshole syndrome. Why the hell is he at this ripe age posting shirtless pictures of himself, huh? Shirtless pictures? Can I see? You also have an illness, okay? How am I the only normal person in this entire company? And then she gets up to leave, and Momia is screaming Wait, where are you going? Show me the picture! Wait for me! That night, they all go for a chic. You know what that is? That is the bane of every Korean office worker's existence. You go after hours. You're not clocked in. And you basically have to kiss up to all your managers while they try to get you drunk for whatever reason. Usually sexual harassment. For whatever reason. And Adam is killing it. She's pouring drinks for all the male managers. She's loving it. But Mr. Park is like, no, I can pour my own drink. It's really weird. Like He really doesn't seem to like her for whatever reason. And it's giving Momi the hope that she needs in this man. Shelly, meanwhile, gets into a small argument with one of the managers. Mr. Choi, you know that's sexual harassment, right? Having her pour your drink, asking us to pour the drinks? Oh, damn. How is that sexual harassment? We all just pour each other's drinks. That's the culture. Because is it, is it the same thing as touching a woman's chest and a man's chest? It's not. So when you ask a woman specifically to pour your drink, it's not the same as asking a man to pour your drink. What? What are, you, what are you talking about? Boobs? Did I touch her boobs? did I touch her boobs? I asked her to pour me a shot. Is this, is this shot her boobs? Mr. Park intercepts to calm everyone down. And another male employee uses this time to do even more questionable things. <coughs> Mr. Park, have you seen these? It's a new app. It's where you can live stream. And it's, it's trending. It's all the rage these days. All these young women are on here trying to get heart puns. What is that? basically it translates into money it's like donations right oh my god these young kids have absolutely lost their minds for some money i know right mr park it's freaking crazy the most popular one right now though the one that i think is going to make a lot of money is Mask girl momi spits out her drink and everyone goes silent but shelly looks at the manager too (sighs) you two such a disappointment what I'm doing market research, you know, keeping up with the world's trends. You know, trend, that's all. So as they walk out of dinner, Shelly turns to Momi. Trend, my f-ing ass. I know that guy jerks off watching that stuff late at night. You know, Shelly, those live streams aren't really all that dirty. What? Y- I saw an article about it. I was intrigued. People like interacting with people online these days. They call it like new media or something like that. Shelly's about to roll her eyes, but the rest of the group join them and they all decide to go for another round at another bar, like round two. But Mr. Park says, I got to go home, guys. My wife isn't feeling well. And all the male managers are like, come on, please stay, Mr. Park. You're the most fun. But Mr. Park's like, no, I got to go. Mommy clears her throat. throat. I have to get going too. My mom is visiting, so I need to clean up the place. The managers look at each other, and Shelly turns to Momi. What? You don't even talk to your mom. Please just stay. It'll be fun. And the male manager goes, hey, hey, hey. Her, her mom is traveling from far and wide to see her. She should go home and get ready. <laughs> Adam, she, are you coming? Uh, Yes, Mr. Choi, I'm coming. Okay, bye, Momi. And um, Shelly, don't you have places to go oh, or geez. something to do? No? I'm free tonight. Huh. Okay, okay. So Mr. Park calls a taxi to leave, but Momi taps his shoulder. If you don't mind, could I ride with you? You live on the north side, right? I also moved closer there. If you could just drop me off since it's in the way. Side note, she's actually not on the way. She made up an excuse so that she could spend time with him and after being dropped off, she would take the train home. But something very interesting happens while they're in the car. Mr. Park's wife calls and he tells her that he's on the way home now. He's like, babe, don't worry about it. I'm on the way home and I'm not even that drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm alone right now. I'm in the taxi. Interesting. Why would he lie? Why wouldn't he just tell the truth and say, oh, I'm dropping off a coworker on the way because she lives on the way and I'm in the taxi and we're sharing a cab. That's exactly what Momi is thinking about all the way home on the train ride. Why would he try to hide the fact that we were together? Like, was he conscious of me? Is he thinking about me? Like, does he feel like his wife is going to think something about me? Like, does he think about me in that way? (laughs) She starts smiling and giggling Like a crazy person by herself And when she gets home she jumps onto Wait, the live so, stream
0: By the way why, why did he say that they, Did they explain that or
1: Oh uh, well, we'll see why oh, yeah okay, yeah. Okay. So she jumps onto her live stream and explains the situation And by the way the way that she talks On the live stream is very different from where The way that she talks in person In person she's very reserved very quiet It's part of like the know your place society Culture but the way she talks on the live stream Is very animated and like A lot of ego. like she's very like which means everyone so today (laughs) I was on the way home and something weird happened and she does this a lot okay? because she wears a mask something weird happened and she's telling the situation with the boss and how the boss said that he was alone in the car and a lot of these comments are telling her oh my god I bet your boss has the hots for you and she believes it but there's always a few little haters like a username by the name of Brad Pitt that commented this girl is so delusional She immediately blocks him. So you guys think so too, right? Like, I thought so. Or what about this? A while back, I told my boss, oh, your perfume smells really nice. And ever since then, he only wears that same perfume.
0: Wait. Oh my God. What if the boss is watching?
1: Ah! Ah! Anyway, I hope you guys all know I have no interest in a married man. Another comment writes, it's just all a coincidence. You're thinking too deep. Immediately blocks him. Okay. And some others comment, I will kill myself if you like him. And she says, oh, I'm so touched. You guys know this, right? I'm never leaving you guys. Of course I don't like him. I'm yours. (laughs) Donations start flooding in. Okay. Guys. Guys, I'm yours. Where are my donations? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, Donations start flooding in. And the next day at work, Momi can't stop thinking about how her boss probably has a crush on her. And she looks over at him. Oh, I wonder why he's so stressed today. And behind her, Shelly says, look, 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 look. He just posted again. So he's like looking like this at his desk. And she's like, I wonder why he's so stressed. And Shelly's like, come here, come here. He just posted. He f- updated his social media.
2: <laughs> the
1: reason he looks like that is because he was taking a, his phone underneath him and taking a selfie of him looking stressed. The caption is thinking deep thoughts in this cold, cold city.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And Shelly says it's, it's getting bad. At this point, he probably needs to be admitted into a facility for some treatment. <laughs> this is serious <laughs> stuff. Really serious. Mommy, it's not a game. They're interrupted with Mr. Park yelling at Adam, the pretty employee. Everyone goes back to their desk and Shelly texts Momi. What's up with his ass today? Even yelling at brown nose Adam? Well, if she's not doing her job, she needs to be yelled at. You know, Mr. Park, he's very serious about work. Shelly smirks as if like, what? Are we talking about the same guy who's taking these brooding pictures at work like he's some sort of main character? Anyway, later that day, everyone leaves the office, but Momi and Adam are the last ones to leave. Well, Momi gets up first, and she's about to walk off, but she decides to be nice to Adam for some reason. And she says, oh, do you have a lot more to do? No, no worries. I'm going to be heading out soon. Well, don't worry too much about Mr. Park yelling at you. He's, uh, he's nice, but he can be a little intense at work. Ah, of course. Anyway, I'm going to get going now. Momi is about to leave the reception but she realizes she left her phone so she goes back upstairs and she notices that Adam's stuff is on her desk but she's not at her desk and she hears noises coming from a back office and Mr. Park and Adam are making out! Ah. And he says babe you know I only yelled at you in front of everyone so nobody would think that I'm favoring you but still it was a little too rough. I know, I'm sorry, babe, but you're so cute when you're mad. Ah! Mommy rushes out. She doesn't want to see anymore. She sobs all the way home, and when she gets back home, she starts maniacally drinking and laughing, and she has positively lost her marbles, okay? It is crickets up there right now she's that drunk and after a good throw-up session in the toilet she's still drunk she gathers herself up and decides to do the worst thing ever which is to go on live she envisions herself on stage instead of on her room dancing and everyone is clapping for her they're screaming her name they love her they need her they need more and in the end she takes off all of her clothes and gets naked on the f***ing live stream
0: but she has her mask on
1: Yes, but the chat goes crazy. Everyone tells her she's going to be suspended. Some are telling her how, oh my God, she didn't lie. Her boobs are definitely real. Others want to download this video before it gets taken down. And some people think it's crazy that she would rather go completely nude instead of showing her face online. Sure enough, she gets suspended that night. Okay. She wakes up hungover, nude, and still in her mask. And let me tell you, she's so freaking shocked that she was nude on life She blacked out. She doesn't even remember this. She never planned this. She would never want to do this. She blacked out during the entire show. And she starts slapping herself across the face. And she's like, which means, you better die, basically. Like, yes, you deserve to die. And then she blames Adam. This is all f- Adam's fault. If it wasn't for that bitch, I wouldn't have gotten drunk and done all of this shit. So the next morning, she goes to eat breakfast with her friends, Shelly and a bunch of other office co-workers. You know, I saw something strange recently. Everyone gets quiet. Strange? What's strange? I want to know. Momi knows what she's doing. She knows the minute that suspicion spreads, it'll take over like wildfire. Actually, it's nothing. None of my business. What? You can't just not tell us. What is it? Tell us. It's just... You guys can't tell anyone, please. It's a huge secret. Of course, absolutely. We would never tell anyone. She tells them what she saw and immediately they start telling everyone at the office that day. By the time lunchtime rolls around, everyone already knows. But Momi starts regretting her decision when the rumor starts running crazier than it's supposed to be. Some people are now saying that Adam is pregnant and that Mr. Park is living an outside life, like a double life, outside of his wife and his sister kid he's got another kid with adam and like just living two different lives it's getting crazy and momi is getting stressed both of them are even called into hr together and she's like wait shelly what's going on why are they going to hr why else everyone knows about their affair oh my god what do you mean oh my god you're the one that told everyone I am really proud of myself, okay? A while ago, I decided to start learning Chinese and I just wanted to be able to connect with my husband and see if my husband was talking smack about me behind my back. But you know how it is. When you decide to learn a language, you get into the grammar part, you get into the pronunciation part, and it's just so hard. So you think, you know what? Skipping one day won't hurt. I've been so busy today. And then you skip two days and then three days and then it turns into a week and then a month and then you forget everything that you know and you just don't do it anymore. Trust me, I have been there. But the fact that I have been sticking to my daily goal for months now with Rosetta Stone is mind-blowing. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for a reason. It's available on your desktop or as a mobile app, and it just truly immerses you into your target language. I've been using it for months, and I just feel a lot more confident in my Mandarin now than it was. I mean, obviously it's not perfect. I'm still a beginner. I'm still learning a lot, but I remember everything I've learned, which is crazy for me. And that's because Rosetta Stone is designed with long-term retention in mind. So they start with words and phrases. And then before you know it, it's so fun to be able to like put these sentences together in my own head. It feels like when you're learning a language for the first time ever, like it it feels like you're learning your native language instead of being like, okay, let me translate this sentence to this and then just learn all these sounds. They start teaching you the language without the English translations, which makes it so much easier and so much more fun. I also love their built-in true accent feature. I mean, the hardest part about learning a new language is trying to get the tones, especially with Mandarin. And if you say a word with the wrong pitch, Rosetta Stone lets you know. Same with Korean. I've gotten comments that the true accent feature has helped you guys with your Korean. So check it out, okay? Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert in language learning for over 30 years with millions 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 of users and they offer 25 languages Spanish French Italian Chinese Korean Japanese Polish you can download any lesson so it's perfect if you're on the train on the go on the plane one lifetime membership can get you access to all 25 languages for the rest of your life usually this costs $299 but with my code you can get it for $179 don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time our listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 40% off. That's $179 for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 40% off at RosettaStone.com slash baking today. That's RosettaStone.com slash baking. That night, Momi sees Mr. Park leaving the office. He had to quit. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he's drunk out of his mind. No taxi will even stop for him. He's about to lay down on the sidewalk when Momi comes up to him. Mr. Park, are you all right? At first, he tries to take off his pants for some reason to, like, pee on Momi, thinking she's, like, a telephone pole. And then he tries to jump onto the street to end his life because he wants to die now. Thankfully, or not so thankfully, I don't know, Momi gets him off the road and into a taxi, and she secretly loves that he's laying his head on her lap as they drive to his house. They get off near his stop, but she has no idea where he lives. So she's like, Mr. Park, we're at your stop. Where do you live again? Hello, sir. He's not responding. She, she's forced to drag him into a local motel. She takes off his shoes. And then she's ever the opportunist. She reasons with us with herself. It started to rain. It was drizzling. And, you know, his clothes are wet. So she starts taking off his suit jacket. And he reaches up and grabs her down so that she's, like, laying tightly on him. And she's smiling. Mr. Park, even so, don't you think... We can't be doing this right now. It's so inappropriate. And she lifts her head. He's asleep. He's snoring. He's not trying to do anything, okay? He. Anyway, she's pissed off. They go to sleep, and the next morning, Mr. Park wakes up, and he seems terrified that he woke up without his clothes on next to momi like (laughs) literally terrified he rushes out of the room thinking that she's still asleep but she's not she's very much awake and watching him sneak out on her and it's a lot She does her walk of shame to work and then she opens up her emails and just like shit starts happening back to back Like her life is falling apart instantly. She got banned off her live stream. Mr. Park hates her He's having an affair with adam. He's fired or he quit and now she gets an anonymous email with a nude picture of her from her live stream Like a screen grab and it says I know your mask girl Ah! This is her work email. So someone literally knows who she is and she closes the message. She freaks out, runs to the bathroom. She doesn't know what to do all day. She's running around like a zombie trying to figure out who the hell this could be. How the hell would they know? On the subway ride home, she's biting her nails until they're basically chewed off when she feels something. Excuse me, sir. Did you just touch my butt? A man just walked past her to get closer to the doors. I'm sorry? You just touched me. You were pretending to go to the doors and you just touched my butt from behind. You groped me. This is like a thing in Korea. It happens, yeah. Me? Lady, are you hallucinating? Where the hell would I touch your butt? Everyone on the train is staring at them. You just did. You just touched my butt, you asshole. The train stops and Momi drags the man off the train and drags him to the local police station and both of them are sitting in front of the cops and you're sure that he touched your butt? Yes, why would I lie about something like that? Can you even prove that I touched your butt? This lady is trying to frame me. Look in the mirror, lady. Why the hell would I touch your ass? (gasps) Sir, please, if you could refrain from speaking like that in the police station. But it's already too late. Momi already has a fistful of this asshole's hair in her hand and she's cranking and yanking like it's one of those old school car windows. She's like beating this guy up, okay? (laughs) You bastard, you f***ing pervert! It's you! You're the one who sent the email! What? The police break them up and now both of them are sitting, hair completely messed up. The guy's got a tissue in his nose because he's got a nosebleed. And the police are like, okay. Let me run this over again. So what you're saying right now is that he sent you a weird email and then came after you and touched your butt. All I'm saying is that it's a possibility. Okay. All right, then why don't we just let this go for now? And if the emails keep coming, you can revisit what do you mean? Just let it go. The pervert touched me. No, I, I'm not going to let it go, ma'am. You also assaulted him too. And we saw you. She sighs. She's forced to let it go. And she walks out of the police station even more pissed than she was. And she throws herself onto her bed to scream into her pillow. She doesn't even have an outlet for this stress because she can't live stream because she got suspended for being nude on camera. So in an attempt to ease some of her boredom and her need for attention, she goes on to message some of her top donators, like her top, what do you call them? Subs. One of them is Prince Charming. The other one is Handsome Man. That's what they're called. Their usernames. And she starts trauma dumping on them. Especially to Prince Charming. She says, I think I should just quit streaming. He responds, what? Why? You can't do that. You don't think I'm... I don't, just don't think I'm a woman that can be loved, you know? What? You're so charming. Don't say that. And then we slowly see the person that's chatting with her. One of her biggest subs is also... Her office coworker, two cubicles down, a creepy balding man, and his name is Nathan.
0: Is he the one that emailed her? Yeah.
1: So this is how he describes himself. I like to spend time alone. It's been like that since I was a child. So we see, this is the next episode, okay? And every episode is someone else's POV. The first episode was Momi's POV. The second episode is going to be Nathan's POV. And we're actually going to bring it back. So we're going to see these series of events happen, but from Nathan's POV now. Mm. Um, The third episode is actually not like that. So this is just like the first two repeat episodes. So we see... um, Nathan have flashbacks to his childhood and he was just viciously bullied as a kid the kids made fun of him they bullied him even in the world of children he said being chubby was a cardinal sin and as he started middle school it only got worse he realized that the only way to survive was to just be invisible the minute that he was visible he would get bullied he was hit with flour people threw shoes at him even people looking at him terrified him because he felt like that would lead to some sort of violence nobody listened to him nobody cared about him except for that one woman and we see him aggressively jerking it to a nude anime character the guy is um passionate i'll give you that and i feel bad for him right i did briefly until you see the rest of his apartment and it's very creepy he's got anime figurines all of them are in super like XXX triple X rated poses. He's got a blow-up sex doll. He also forces the sex doll to give him explicit presents for his birthday. And he spends all of his time doing nasty, nasty things on the computer. And he's interrupted when his phone rings. And it's mo- his mom, Karen. She's so angry. What the hell took you so long to pick up? Do you even know what the hell today is? Yes, it's my birthday. Didn't I tell you a million times I was going to Jeju Island with the church ladies? That's bitch sharon is constantly talking about how her son is this and that and bought her this for vacation and this and that and he's a doctor and he married another doctor and the two of them care about her so much i'm so sick and tired of hearing about sharon and her perfect son and what have you done huh what have you done how do you not even have a girlfriend yet did you just sigh no, no, mom, it, it was a yawn. I'm tired from work. I raised you all by myself without a husband and all I ever asked for was a grandson. That's it and you can't even do that for me. But how can he meet a girlfriend if he's terrified of people from his childhood trauma? He said he can't even look a woman in the face or the eyes like he wants to. We see him at the office staring at Momi when she's not looking. But the minute that he co- she comes over to hand in some papers... He can't look her in the eyes anymore. He has to look at her hands. And he sees that there's two distinct moles on her hands at the exact same spots, right under her thumbs. And she's got a new manicure, bright green nails now. Well, that night, he goes onto his little, little computer, drinking his little tea. and He's being creepy. He says, let's check up on my cuties. Opa's going to shower you with money tonight. He clicks on his personal favorite, mask girl. He says it's a bummer that she covers her face, but the service is the best. It's like they call it fan service. Mm. So like some streamers, if you donate money, they'll be like, thanks for the five tier subs or whatever. But Mm. then like some people have really good service. They're they're like very enthusiastic. She Mm -hmm. has good service. So he sends her hearts and she says, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And she's got both of her hands in front of her face to show gratitude and the moles, the nails. Oh my God. He puts two and two together. Mask girl is mommy from work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that was the day that he fell in love with Momi. Instead of seeing Momi at work, he would see the masked girl staring at him. While Momi stared at Mr. Park, he would stare at Momi. And if every, anyone ever hated on her in the chat, some people would wonder if she looked hideous and that's why she had to cover her face. He would come to her defense. He would type, looks are nothing. In fact, I think that people who don't look conventionally attractive are a lot more mature and personable. The pretty and handsome bastards never faced rejection in their lives. They don't have personality or depth. He envisions talking to her and taking off her mask and telling her, you're beautiful regardless. And then they kiss and he's straight up dating her in his mind. One time at work, he turned around and it was mommy and he goes, oh, like, oh, my babe. And she's looking at him like, excuse me. Oh, um, sorry. It's nothing. Okay. Side note. We also see him in a lot of the meetings and why shakes that Momi was in the first episode, but we didn't even notice him. So this, yeah, he's very good at being invisible. And now we see that he was constantly there all the time in the background. He has mastered the craft of being invisible. At one point, one of the managers is shocked by his presence. Holy shit. You scared me. Since when were you standing there? Jesus Christ. If you're there, you should let people know that you're there. Oh my God. Give me a heart attack. He was also the one that commented, I'll kill myself if you like your boss, in her chat. He's obsessed. He even spends time Googling during work how to successfully confess your love for someone. He wants to tell Momi to stop caring about that loser, Mr. Park, and go for him because I love you, Momi. He even catches Mr. Park and Adam doing it in the office. So after Momi leaves, because he's basically stalking her, he goes at night to the office and he sees them full-on F-wording it, oh doing it, gosh. porking it, Okay. Yeah, and it makes him super happy because that means Mr. Park will never go for Momi. He is a man that cares about looks, and men who care about looks never go for women without looks. It's like the drama is so real; it's honestly painful sometimes. <sighs> like it makes me want to die. Okay, so that night there is not one single redeemable male character in this show. I just want you guys to know. So, like, if you have a propensity to appeal, like. <laughs> I hate men sometimes this is not the one for you like you're gonna be filled with rage I will say it's weird because none of the women are redeemable but a lot of their actions are stemmed by the actions of the men mm. it's fascinating it's like a, it's very real and raw but not in like a feminist like we need to stick together and looks don't matter type of way it's just raw I don't know if there's gonna be a good conclusion it's just like wow this sucks <laughs> So that night, Nathan goes on his computer and a notification arrives that Momi is live streaming and she's beyond drunk. Yeah. And she says, do you guys know? Do you guys know what love is? Love is Painful. And she starts dancing, super drunk. And Nathan says, love is painful all the time. I know how you feel. Trust me, mommy. I know. He's not typing this, but he's thinking this. Trust me, mommy. I know. Forget that piece of trash and experience real, true love with me. With me. Mommy starts dancing in a bikini, but she slowly turns around and starts taking it all off. And Nathan freaks out and covers his screen because he doesn't want to look and he's pissed. Interesting thing to note, Mr. Nice Guy wants her to only be sexy with him and nobody else.
0: Mm, So he's pissed.
1: Yeah, he's pissed off. He thinks this is all because of Mr. Park, that Momi has lost her mind and is going nude for the live stream. He's so angry, he slams his computer off the table. And the next day at work, he's feeling out of it. There is absolutely nothing on this planet that can make him regain his composure after what happened last night. So he just does it. He gets up from his chair and he walks over to Momi's cubicle in peak office rush hour. And he tells her, forget about that man. And he points over to Mr. Park's empty desk. And everyone in the office is so confused. What the f is going on right now? Forget about Mr. Park and be with me. I'm the only one that can show you real love. Kim Momi, I love you. Momi looks up with him in anger. She gets up from her chair and pulls her hand back. And he closes his eyes, bracing to be slapped across the face. But instead, she's caressing his cheek. Why didn't you tell me sooner? Nathan, I love you too. And before he can respond, she throws herself onto him, tongue straight down the esophagus, and right there on the office floor, she drops to her knees and does the damn job. Literally, that job. The one that's not in her job description. That job. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What in the world? And
1: he's moaning. And he hears Shelly's voice. What's wrong with you? Are you sick or something? Nathan shakes out of his imaginary dream, and he's still in his little cubicle. This is literally his fictitious imaginary dream, okay? And Shelly's standing over his cubicle, handing him reports. I said, are you sick? No, just didn't sleep well last night.
0: Is Shelly funny or something? Yeah, she's pretty funny. She's pretty
1: fucking... She's got some comedic timing, that one, okay? She's pretty good. I kind of stand Shelly, all right? Anyway, so later that day, after work, Nathan sees Momi and drunk Mr. Park getting into the taxi together, and he's even more pissed. He follows them, sees them entering a motel together, and he's literally standing outside the motel, fuming in the rain, getting soaking wet, chest heaving. He's pissed.
0: He's stalking her.
1: Oh, yeah, full-blown. When he gets home, he decides to message Momi that he knows that she is Mask Girl. He's the one that sent the anonymous email that night. But she has no idea that it's him. She just knows someone out there knows it's her. And now that we're all caught up to speed... Momi sends him a direct message that night, thinking that he's the top client, Prince Charming. She tells him that she might quit live streaming because she's the type of woman that never might receive love. And he tries to encourage her that she's charming and she just, she shouldn't quit. Don't listen to those hate comments. She says, if you saw my face, you'd probably change your mind. Absolutely not. Don't say such a thing like that. I'm not like that. You want to meet up? If I keep feeling this lonely, I might die. You seem like you might be my friend. He doesn't know how to respond because if they meet up, she's going to know that it's him and he probably sent the email. She's going to put two and two together. So he responds, don't say you're going to die. He's so anxious. He doesn't know if he's playing it right. What is he going to do? She sees the dot, dot, dots. And then finally, before he can even process it, never mind. Handsome man, another one of her top viewers, said he would buy me drinks. Sorry for wasting your time with my nonsense. (gasps) Mask girl has logged out. That night, mask girl puts on a face mask, like not her white mask, but like an N95 mask and black sunglasses and goes out to eat Korean barbecue with handsome man.
0: How do you eat with a mask on?
1: Yeah, she's not eating.
0: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) shut the fuck door. It's
1: really weird. Oh, my God. So, honestly, Handsome Man is not a catfish. He's not bad looking. Even she's surprised. She keeps trying to sneak peeks over her glasses without him noticing, you know? And the whole thing is strange. Like, how are you at Korean barbecue and you're not taking off your mask and you're not eating? Like, what is going on? Anyway, we're going to call him Sleazy Steve, okay? Sleazy Steve is saying, I'm telling you, you are one of the smartest creators out there. All these other girls online, they know they're pretty, so they don't even try to cater to the viewers. They don't try to make their live streams entertaining. They, can, they think that they can just sit there and be pretty for the viewers. They don't have, like, the professional mindset, you know? You know? And he keeps trying to move the KBBQ vent to see Mask girl's face better. And she keeps, like, swerving.
2: <laughs> but you
1: know, Mask girl... Magar, you know? You know what you're doing. You're open and honest. And honestly, you're just so 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 like awesome. Like so cool, you know? Thank you. Okay, anyway, can we um casually talk now? Like drop the chundamare, because we're getting comfortable? Meaning like we're gonna talk in casual tone, like drop the honorifics. We're both the same age. I'm also 27. Uh uh, yeah, okay, sure. Go ahead. Okay, then can you take off your mask then? <sighs> My mask? I'm not very hungry right now, so Come on, I can't eat all this Korean barbecue by myself Take it off No, I'm good Take it off, take it off I'm gonna say it louder Take it off Okay, 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 please, please I'll take it off, just stop
0: Oh my goodness
1: She takes off her mask and sunglasses But she tries to hide behind the massive Korean barbecue ventilator What are you doing? Stop hiding Ah Why did you hide your face? Are you making fun of me right now? What? No! Your face is really natural and charming. You're totally charming. And they hit it off to the point of going to drinks after. He's a Korean American that moved back to Korea so his Korean isn't that great. And she's saying, so you must have stayed in the US for a while. Yeah, everyone in my family is still in the US and I'm in Korea. You're not lonely? Not really. In the beginning I cried a lot because I was lonely but now it's gotten easier. Mask girl, you know if you went to America, you would be a hit. American men love no double eyelids and high cheekbones.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what
1: really i wanted to get rid of my cheekbones <laughs> oh god please don't mask girl your face is so charismatic if you ask me about getting plastic surgery i'm totally against it totally 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 okay Momi goes to the bar bathroom to wash up and she starts feeling herself a bit more which is so depressing depresso because we find out through nathan that the handsome man is live tweeting about this whole thing on his private page front
0: and- We found out through who? Nathan. Who's Nathan?
1: The coworker. Because he follows Handsome Man on Twitter. Because this is his competition.
0: Oh. And
1: Handsome Man tweets, she's even uglier than I thought. (gasps) But still, I got to have a taste, right? Another tweet. Right now, I'm feeding her alcohol.
0: Oh my god. Nathan is
1: enraged. He tries to call momi on her phone because they're co-workers, but she's too busy living up her life and she's not on the clock, okay? So handsome man, sleazy Steve, offers to buy some more beers and take her to a local motel. Obviously, she's very much against it. These are called love motels in Korea and you really only go there to do one thing. But he's insisting. He's saying everywhere else is so loud and I want to communicate with you and talk to you and like have these moments. We're just going to watch movies. Bro, 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 can I just tell you something? At my ripe age of almost being in my, you know what? I'm fully in my late 20s. I'm going to embrace it. If I ever hear a guy tell a girl, let's go watch movies. I'm like, you are disgusting. I know exactly what you're doing. And you're not even doing it in a smooth, cool way. You're doing it in a cheap, sleazy way with you and your Netflix subscription that you share with 25 different people. Uh,
0: Ugh. So you want to watch a movie or not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't even watch movies with me. You're like, watch this movie and tell me about it. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> okay.
0: It's, um, Bam and Chill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> bam and Chill. <laughs>
1: Let's big and chill? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next time I think every girl should be like, do you want to watch true crime and chill?
2: <laughs> and
1: then they just play the most outrageous like girl murdering men videos. And they're like, isn't this so fascinating? <sighs> I've watched this one 73 times today <laughs> <laughs> okay that's what you need to do the, in that tone with those eyes <laughs> and you gotta do like a squeal of excitement Anyway, they're just gonna watch movies and drink beers. This show really showcases how nasty a lot of these men are. He tries to rent the room for a few hours, but this Love Motel say, states that they don't do hourly; they only do nightly. And he's told that it's around fifty to five dollars a night. He contemplates really hard. He even looks back at Homie <laughs> and scans her body up and down. <sighs> Okay, fine. Yeah, 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 okay.
0: Oh my God. This guy is literally
1: contemplating $55. I'm gonna gag, okay? Not because $55 is a small amount of money, but like.
0: Just no, it's the, the fact that he looks at her Yes, and say, huh, is this $55 worth it?
1: Yes, it's very That's, much transactional. Oh it's sleazy. Like, you guys know what I'm saying, like why it's disgusting. And he tells her to wait in the room and he's going to go buy some beers. Even on his way to buy beers, he's so pissed. He feels like he spent so much money tonight. She should have at least offered to buy some of the beers tonight. <sighs> In the hotel room, Momi is getting increasingly uncomfortable about the situation. And side note, she does notice that she has a ton of missed calls from her coworker Nathan. And she's like, I'm literally not on the clock right now. So sleazy Steve comes back with beers and she tells him that she's just not comfortable drinking in a motel room. They just met. Come on, mask girl. You said that you were fine earlier. What's going on? Why are you suddenly acting like this? I never said I was comfortable. Come on, just hold on a second. Just come sit. Let's talk. He sits on the bed. Oh my God, it's a water bed! I've never been on one of these. Look at this. And he's like bouncing up and down. And she sits down and he's literally whining, begging her to watch a movie and stay. And it's just be cozy and it'll be fun and they can just bond. And she states again that she's uncomfortable. And he straight up goes out of nowhere. You're so beautiful. And he tries to go in for a kiss. (sighs)
2: She's
1: not having it. He tries to throw her onto the bed and she gets up. You should have told me earlier if you weren't going to put out. I just wasted so much money tonight. (sighs) Mommy turns around and there is rage in her eyes, rightfully so. Okay, I will refund you your money. She slams a $100 bill on the table. Well, it's a $50 bill because that's the biggest bill you can get in Korea. What? Yeah. You ugly piece of shit. You're so ugly and you play so hard to get. What did you just say? I said you're an ugly piece of shit that's playing hard to get. What? What did I say? Something wrong? You showed everything you could possibly show on the live stream, but now, now you want to act all uppity, good, to- goody two shoes, arrogant? Bullshit.
0: Wow.
1: If you were pretty, maybe I could be a bit forgiving. But look at you.
0: Wow. 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 wow Bro, wow. these actors
1: really played their parts because I was ready to fight. Like, I was ready to fight. Momi walks up to him and slaps him hard across the face. Okay, she doesn't even slap him. She uses her purse to, like, full force frontal. Frontal low bonk. Yeah, he's bleeding on his eyebrow. And he's pissed. He throws her on the bed and starts climbing on top of her, trying to strangle her. You're pissing me off. you bitch let go of me you bastard and she directly knees him in the balls he's dragging her onto the bed and she's screaming you piece of dog shit she's losing her mind like absolute pure female rage and honestly i feel like it was kind of self-defense okay even though she attacked him first but like how would the police know (laughs) yikes okay anyway this is he's literally trying to r-word her so that's why i'm saying it's self-defense i'm like why who cares right
0: he's still trying to yes he's like beating
1: her trying to r-word her and you know she's screaming i bet you do this to other women you're a son of a bitch you're gonna learn today and he gets up trying to attack her he pushes her off the bed but he goes swinging off the bed too and it's like one of those canopy beds and the canopy cloth hangs off because it's a waterbed so they plummet to the ground and we see in slow motion Uh, that his head bangs up on the bathroom counter uh, and he's dead there is blood dripping everywhere and he's dead and momi starts crying and she doesn't know how to fix this and she's like an ambulance i need an ambulance she's about to call but the first thing on her phone is a notification from manager nathan and it reads the asshole is going to try to take advantage of you please get out of there Instead of calling the police, she calls him to the room. Mommy, are you okay? Oh my god, are you okay? Nathan sees the blood and sleazy Steve dead on the floor. Is he dead? I don't know. He he, he tried to force himself on me. I tried to get him to stop. I tried to tell him that I didn't want this. And she falls to the ground and she's sobbing. I should call the cops, right? She's about to call the cops, and Nathan rips the phone from her hands. If you report this, Mommy, you're going to go to jail. If I say it's self-defense, I'm not going to go to jail. You don't think it, it's going to get figured out, right? You came to the motel with the bastard on your own free will. Best case, you'll be charged with manslaughter and still get a few years in prison. What do I do? You have to help me. First, go home, Mommy, and I will take care of it. What? What are you saying? I'm saying I can handle this. Go home. No, I can't do that. Nathan's face is turning bright red. Just listen to me. Please, just go home. I can do it, okay? Momi is looking like he's lost his mind, but what is she going to do? So she goes home. He gathers himself, goes back home, grabs a suitcase full of supplies. So I'm talking like rubber gloves and knives. He's about to dismember Sleazy Steve in the bathroom of this motel and carry his body out in a suitcase. So... There's that. But uh, as he's trying to cut open this guy's shirt, he's struggling. He's shaking. He's not a serial killer. Like, he's genuinely upset that he has to do this. And Sleazy Steve wakes up. What the fuck? So Nathan is forced to um, stab the guy to death. No.
0: And then he gags
1: all over the place and then um, dismembers him. He's doing it for love, apparently. He's doing it for love.
0: No freaking way. Yeah. Why did he kill him, though?
1: Yeah. Why? I don't know. Yeah. He
0: could have just walked away.
1: Well, it's really hard to walk away when you're standing above him holding knives.
0: Still. Yeah, he you tried to kill f- someone.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm saying I would have walked away. I wouldn't. Like, mean.
0: What? How did I even? Uh, what?
1: Anyway, the next day he shows up at work and finds out that Momi quit her job. Bro, he goes to HR and is like, I just need Momi's address because she's not picking up her phone and I need to return all of her stuff. Like she left all of her stuff at work. So I'm going to return it. They give him the address. And he knocks on the door and she opens up the door. She's in a mask like she was just live streaming. And he's like, are you quitting? Why well, can't go back to my life acting like nothing happened last night. Momi, please just forget it act like nothing happened you know that guy he was a cockroach of this earth he, he deserved it he deserved to die you're him right you're prince charming what i thought it was strange i thought about it with a clear mind and i realized that it was you you knew that i was with him and that means that you were the one that sent me that weird email why would you do that to me I didn't do it on purpose I saw you go to the motel with Mr. Park and I just felt angry I'm sorry it's the first time that I've ever felt this strong of an emotion for someone I'm sorry I wish I could take it back side note is like creepily staring at him with her mask still on you're right Nathan I'm gonna start fresh I'm gonna live a new life and I'm just gonna think of this incident as killing a cockroach I'm gonna start completely fresh then what about me? What about me? Are you going to erase me too? Mr. Nam, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do for you? He doesn't respond and she knows. You're just the same. You're the same as him. She tries to walk off, but he throws her down onto the bed. At first she tries to fight him off, but it doesn't work and we can't tell if she's knocked out or what. But it's clear she doesn't want this. And he starts R-wording her. And he's like creepily telling her that he is the only one that can protect her from now on and that he's going to protect her and that they belong together. It's really nasty. And then he slowly takes off her mask and he's shocked. He stops R-wording her because her entire face is bandaged up like she's had severe plastic surgery last night or this morning. She flips him on his back and now she's on top and she's going at it like sexually and he's groaning and at the very end the climax of the episode literally the climax of this scene she grabs a knife from her nightstand and she screams son of a bitch and kills him (gasps) stabs him over and over again until he's dead She's emotional, but she's sick of all these men just trying to use her for her body. One thought that her face wasn't good enough so that she shouldn't be able to say no. Another one thought that because he did her a favor, she now owed him something and he tried to be the ultimate nice guy. And that is the end of episode two. But Nathan's story lives on. Because the third episode is the story of Karen Nam. Nathan's mother what yeah overbearing aggressive wild mom also is this too long
0: because I'm
1: only halfway through
0: It's cool. Let's keep going. You like it? It's so good. It's
1: so good. This one's so good. Okay. So we also get a series of flashbacks in this episode that tell us more about Karen as a character. And she said that she always grew up poor. She thought dating was a luxury, you know? She only met her husband through a matchmaker, literally a round of speed dating at a dingy little restaurant. She didn't think that he was particularly funny or was he particularly handsome or cute, but he had a job. That's really all that mattered to her. Oh, and he looked like he was too nerdy to cheat. But what do you know? They get married, he barely makes any money, and he ends up leaving her for another woman after three years. Within three years, she's a single mom to just Nathan. Nathan, though, was the only reason she survived. She worked day in, day out, cleaning restrooms, seafood markets, delivering food in villages to make money for her son. Nathan was the center of her world. She finally saved up enough money to open up a small restaurant. She would even steal customers from the restaurant next door. I'm literally dead serious. She would walk over and ask if the food was good, and if they answered no or were hesitant, she would get them up without paying the bill and walk them to her restaurant to finish their food.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, it led to multiple hair-pulling, fist-throwing fights with nearby restaurant owners. But she did it all for Nathan. But raising a kid was harder than she thought it would be. When Nathan was young, he would come home with bruises or without his new belongings that she bought him. There was even gum found in his hair once. And she thought that maybe he's too rowdy or maybe it's her problem for not raising him right. She had no idea that he was being bullied. So she would drag him to these random prayer circles where a random ass pastor would make him kneel and would pray over his head. Karen said, thank the Lord, though, that his grades were good. That was his only gift. It was a gift from God. She's a helicopter mom, literally in an emotional relationship with her own son. She wanted to bathe him until he expressly told her that she was getting, he was getting uncomfortable, like way too old to still be bathed by his mom. She would go buy him suits before college. And just the way that she talked about him, you could guarantee, you could tell that had he gotten married, this is one of the crazy mother-in-laws that felt like she was in competition with her daughter-in-law. She was super pissed when he asked to move out. He said that he wanted to try living alone. Are you saying you don't want to live with me anymore? It's not that mom. It's just that I want to try living on my own for once. And since work is so far from here, oh, how far is work? The total commute takes like four hours, mom, you know? I would make my way through storms and typhoons (sighs) for you. You know that? I never complain, never. You, on the other hand, four hours, this, four hours, that? Huh? Really? That's all I am to you? And Karen thought, surely this would be an end to his dreams, but no, he wanted to kill her. He moved out, okay? Okay. And she found herself bringing him side dishes every other week, making the long trek to his apartment, but he never even picked up her calls or even wanted to hang out with her. It was like she meant nothing to him. She would scream voicemail after voicemail at him. (sighs) She thought, maybe he started dating someone, that little shit. What is wrong with him? Can't even call me back. He's a punk. That's what he is. He's a punk. After a while, though, Karen was so worried. She asked a few police officers to do a wellness check with her. The smell inside the unit, inside of Nathan's apartment, was pure rotten nastiness. They start making their way into the unit, and she screams, Oh my god, who is that on my son's bed? Who are you? What are you doing in my son's bed? The officers tell her to stand back.
0: Wait, is the cell home?
1: Uh, No. They approach, slowly lift the blanket. Ma'am, it's just a doll. A doll? What kind of weird stuff is my son into? What do you mean a doll? And she goes to investigate. She's inspecting the son's girlfriend, and a police officer starts gagging and literally runs out of the apartment, leaving her alone. Hey, what are you so? What are you so shocked about, huh? What is it? And she walks over to where he was standing, and inside of a plastic bag are dismembered body parts of what we can presume are Sleazy Steve's.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: Oh, oh, this is oh real time, ma'am. Please don't touch that! Please don't touch that, ma'am. The local news reports finding dismembered body parts in a missing office worker's apartment unit. They will be performing an autopsy to find out who the body belongs to. Meanwhile, the news is showing up close-ups of life-sized sex dolls in Nathan's apartment as well as the intense things that he was obsessed with online as well as his X-rated anime figurines. Karen is numbly watching from the hospital TV. She thinks it's her son that's been dismembered in the apartment. When she finds out it's not her son, she's over the moon. The two police officers come and alert her. And she says, then who the hell was in that bag? We're not sure, ma'am. All we know is that the body belongs to a man. IDing him is what we're trying to do right now. Well, it doesn't even matter as long as it's not my son. Can you give me that water over there? My God, I'm just so happy. Ma'am, we just want to know when the last time you spoke to your son was. Two weeks ago, on my birthday. And was there anyone perhaps that your son was having issues with recently? Problems? What kind of problems? He gets along well with everyone at work. He's a good kid. Why are you asking me all these things all of a sudden? Oh, um, are you asking me because you think that my son killed someone? It is one of the many possibilities that we are exploring right now. Well, I'll tell you right now that he would never. He's not that kind of person. He would never hurt anyone. How dare you even ask me right now when he's missing? You should be looking for him. He pretty much faints whenever he sees a little bit of blood. So f- and get out of my face if you're not looking for my son. Police go to interview his former colleagues, the male managers that created the little boys' club of harassment if you will suddenly they're helpful insightful eyewitnesses Mr. Choi says no there was no one in particular that he was close with at the office he was kind of an outsider Ooh, yikes honestly I don't even know if this is something I would normally say but since you guys are in an investigation um you know Nathan was the type of guy that if things didn't go his way he'd blow up all of a sudden I would even get scared here and there yes I would Another interview with the HR department. Last I heard from him, he was asking for Kim Momi's address because he wanted to drop off some desk supplies. And why did Kim Momi quit? I'm not sure she quit out of nowhere. They asked Shelly too. You guys want to know if Nathan liked Momi? That's random. You know, Momi did say once that she always felt Nathan's eyes on her during office work hours but you know, she's kind of an over-exaggerator. She thinks everyone likes her. The police went to visit Momi's place, but it was completely emptied. The landlord said that she said that she was going to the US or something. Was there anything odd about her before she left? Uh, No, not really. Oh, she did scare me. I thought she got punched in the face, but I think she just had a ton of plastic surgery, like bandaged all the way up on her face, yeah. Surgery? Yeah, she was covered in those bandages all over her face interesting and did you ever see her with a man by chance a man no oh she lived alone she never brought home men no no she was a loner sometimes she would turn on loud music and like dance by herself but that was that the police now believe that momi and nathan had run off together after nathan most likely killed someone so a local unsolved mystery show went to investigate and even tried to reach out to momi's parents who lived in her huge mansion in the countryside but they refused to respond and the show now stated that Nathan had over 2,000 legal adult videos on his computer a sex doll as well as several other adult toys found at the crime scene aka his apartment an expert psychologist was brought into the show to talk about what happened and he stated you know the fact that he had an obsession with all of these pornographic materials it indicates to us that his perception of sex was abnormal this means that his expression of pursuing someone was probably quite twisted meaning he most likely stalked someone for their attention his room his apartment showed evidence of unhealthy levels of obsession. Karen would watch the news every night and she would leave angry voicemails with the police department. Hey, you f- I told you to find my son, not make him out to be some sort of perverted stalker killer. He was a pure gentleman. Do you hear me? He was a good person. I will f***ing kill you guys. He would never do something like this in his life. You f***ing bastards. That is when Karen decided if anyone was going to find her son, it was going to be her. So she hired an IT guy to break into Nathan's computer to get his password. And the icon screensaver was Mask Girl shoving her boobies in front of a webcam.
0: And what did she say about that?
1: Nothing. She oh. said in order to find her son, she would have to get to know him. in an attempt to understand him, she would have to use his computer. She starts taking computer classes, which are filled with a bunch of elderly people in class learning how to send emails and Google things. <sighs> and his computer just kept showing the same person over and over again the mask girl at this point Momi was outed as being the mask girl because the police are now investigating so the police are like oh yeah she had an alter ego she was the mask girl um... so karen knows that mommy is the mask girl but nobody knows where the me is she has banished off the radar and theorized to have a ton of plastic surgery done, right? So Karen starts connecting with Mask Girl's old fans.
0: Hey, so how does that work in Korea yeah. when you change your face? Like, oh. you don't match your ID anymore. Like, you basically, you change your identity.
1: Yeah, but Korea has, like, really crazy records. And they have CCTV cameras, yeah.
0: Yeah, but still, it's like, they can't... They, you can't verify that's you anymore.
1: Yeah. Kind of. I heard, correct me if I'm wrong. Where did I hear this? When you get plastic surgery, you have to bring your plastic surgery paperwork to get your license picture changed. Mm. Because you look so different from your license picture, no one will let you use your ID anymore. That makes
0: sense. Yeah. So
1: then I guess Korea will have all these pictures on record.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then, then New York, they need uh, you need your ID to do anything Everything. in Korea.
1: Everything. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So Karen starts connecting with Mask Girl's old followers, right? And a lot of them are looking for her. A lot of them are looking for her out of just like pure obsession with her. They're like, I love her. I want to find her. Yeah, so she's like daily chatting with them, trying to get some more information. One of the top viewers is a guy named Teddy. So he's like, Mask Girl Heart Teddy is his username. And there were some leads here and there. There was one that Teddy shared with Karen, and it's a video of a girl dancing in front of a store trying to attract customers. So in Korea, they have like these events, and there will be sometimes women in skimpier clothes, like dancing to pop music to kind of lure them in, right? Her face is completely different, but the poster thought that her body and dancing moves were pretty similar. The only problem was she most likely had plastic surgery done to her face, but Teddy's saying it doesn't make sense because her boobs, like Mask Girl went viral because her v- boobs were perfect and natural. <laughs> yeah, but the video, the girl in the video clearly has silicone boobs. And Karen is like, how do you know? And he's like, they don't call me the boob whisperer for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> huh? guy. these people are something so Karen she's still hoping even just a little that mask girl and her son had run off and somewhere living like cute little life right but nope a dismembered man's body was found in a suitcase in the woods the investigation is now focused on finding mask girl aka Kim Momi and the news literally states that they're looking for Kim Momi as the main suspect of this case people are suspecting that mask girl is a serial killer She's like the hottest new case right now. So Karen's so pissed she drives all the way to Momi's parents' home and she starts banging on their house gate. Open the f-ing door, you shitheads. Open it right now. The intercom turns on. Hello? Hello? Hi, I'm the mother of the man that your daughter freaking murdered. So open the door. A woman is seen running out of the massive mansion and Karen is slamming her foot up against the gate over and over, kicking it. I'm sorry, man, I'm the housekeeper here, but the owner says if you don't leave right now, she's gonna call the police. That bitch should be out here on her knees in front of me. Her daughter killed my son. Ma'am, that hasn't even been confirmed yet. Besides, the lady of the house hasn't spoken to her daughter in years. She knows nothing about her daughter. Not only that, she doesn't even care to know about her daughter. So this doesn't really concern her or anyone in this house whatsoever for that matter. I'll tell you something. I didn't even know that she had a daughter until this case happened. Don't f*** it my face. Tell me where I can find that bitch and I will leave you alone forever. Ma'am. Oh, ma'am, if I knew, I would have reported her to the police. Right at that moment, Momi's mom comes out to the balcony with her dogs and Karen sees her. Hey, you slut! You look like a owl! (laughs) She does. She looks like one of those evil rich women and she's like petting her dog. You come down here right now! (sighs) How vulgar. And the mom walks back in.
0: Just ignores her? Yes. <laughs> just calls
1: her vulgar. Mommy's mom is like an evil villain, okay? The cops are called and Karen is escorted to the police station. The lady of the house was generous enough to forgive you just this one time, but she said she will be pressing charges if you show up again. And what about the husband? Does she have a husband? Oh no, he killed himself a long time ago. Karen scoffs and goes back to her online digging, but nothing. So she resorts to seeing a shaman, which goes against every Christian bone in her body. But hey, she heard good things about this lady. The shaman throws a cup of rice on the table and starts reading the rice. Jesus Christ, lady, you're making me anxious. Can you just read a bit faster? Where is she? West. She went west. West? West? I'm going to plop dead of old age by the time that I start looking into the West. Give me an exact location. The shaman looks like she's about to say, that's not how it works. But Karen throws a wad of cash on the table and the next scene cuts to her chanting and dancing.
0: Who's chanting and dancing? The shaman. Oh.
1: Yeah. Chun. She's in Chun. It's a city. So Karen takes a screenshot of the video that everyone online thinks is the masked girl with plastic surgery. Her new life dancing in front of a department store. She goes to Gangcheon and starts cross-referencing that photo with every place that she sees. And she finds it. This is it. This is the store. She asks the employees to help find this employee that's dancing outside. Do you know this woman? I am. She works for the um, promotion agency. She's only here when we do events, but she actually hasn't been here for a while. Is there any way that you can get her number for me? She's my daughter and I haven't seen her since she left the house in high school. Please, I'm desperate. I guess we could give you the agency's name, but that's all we know. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. I'm going to be able to sleep better tonight, knowing where my daughter is. Thank you guys so much. Karen goes to visit the very sleazy agency run by a bunch of sleazy gung ped gangster men. I'm looking for a woman here. She shows the picture of the dancing video. Ah, Yumi. She quit. Wait, Yumi? Yeah, new name. Oh. She quit? She said she had a new job that was going to make more money. What kind of new job? Think about it, lady. Her face, body, age. What do you think she's going to do that's going to make her a ton of money? Karen finds herself going to a karaoke bar in the red light district trying to it's not really a red light district but it kind of is it's like an underground district so it's the businesses are fronted as karaoke bars or like street tips like alcohol houses but sometimes things happen under the table so this is like kind of what he's hinting at like escorting right like sex work so if she's gonna work here she's gonna find her she's getting rejection after rejection until she walks out onto the street and runs into you me at a 떡볶이 stand, at a spicy rice cake stand, the girl in the picture, the girl that killed her son, Momi, a.k.a. Yumi, but it's too late because Momi, or Yumi, is already crossing the street, done with her food, and she heads into Wait, a place.
0: I'm so sorry. It is her?
1: We don't know, because oh. she's had so much plastic surgery.
0: Oh, but is this the girl that you say with the fake boobs? Yeah. Oh, so she's saying, oh, it... it, it. Let me just follow this lead.
1: Yeah, because how... A boob whisper really? Like, how can you trust a boob whisper? Uh, you know what I mean? That's okay. the only reason that she, anyone is doubting this video is because a boob connoisseur was like, does it not taste fresh. You know? It's like weird. So then she goes and she follows her into this little establishment, but they don't let her in the back because she's like this crazy looking Najuma. So she goes and waits outside her car and she's just waiting and she falls asleep because she's been having nightmares about her son just like, begging to save her life. Sometimes he's getting decapitated, other times he's getting ripped apart by wolves. It's like a whole thing. But she wakes up and sees this girl get into a taxi. So she drives to see where she lives, and it's like this small dingy apartment, and it looks like she has a boyfriend of some wait, sort. Wait,
0: wait. The girl got in a taxi? Yeah. Oh. And Karen is
1: following from her car. Got it. Following the taxi. And she follows her all the way to her apartment, and this girl is living with a boyfriend of some sort, or there's like a boy living in the house. And Karen waits out there all night long. And in the morning, she follows her around again. Okay? She's just following. And the next day, she creates a master plan. She does two things. Two things. Also, she's pretty sure that this is Mask Girl. Because the first day that she's following her around, she was wearing this moon-shaped necklace. It's like a gold moon. Mm -hmm. And when she goes to Mask girls pictures from her live streams, she's wearing a gold moon necklace. So she's like, this is the freaking girl. Right. So she bets everything on this. She rents a taxi, gets a job as a taxi driver. All you need is like a license. You go to a taxi company and you're like, can I be an Uber here? Right. She gets a taxi car. She buys a gun. It's super illegal in South Korea, like crazy illegal. This is, you're talking underground, underground. Like you cannot legally buy a gun. Most police officers in Korea don't even have a gun. It's that crazy. They hand her a shotgun and she's like, yeah, this is good. This is real good. So that night she waits as a taxi driver in front of that establishment and rejects everyone until the girl gets out. Yumi gets out and gets into her car. Now Karen's most likely got other plans. Oh, you must be so exhausted working this late. <laughs> yeah, you must be the same age as my daughter. How old are you? 28. Oh my God, you're the same age as my daughter. Oh, really? So cool. At the next light, Karen asked for a huge favor. My phone dropped under the passenger seat. Can you reach down on the floor and see if you can grab it? Sure. Um, where did you say it was? Just right there on the ground. She leans down to grab it, and Karen tases her until she knocks out. Gosh. And Momi, or the girl, Yumi, wakes up in this, like, abandoned building, and she's got duct tape on her mouth, and Karen rips it off, and she immediately screams, Someone help me, please, someone help me! And Karen starts helping her scream, Someone can help her! (gasps) (gasps) What the hell, you crazy Ajuma? What are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? You really have no idea who I am? No, I don't. I don't know you. How would I know you? Karen starts slapping her in the face. Whoa, wait, please stop! Please stop! 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 I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for everything I've done. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I don't even know what I did, but please forgive me. Good. You've come to your senses. Karen holds up a picture of her son Nathan. You remember him? I don't know this man. What are you saying? I've never seen this man in my life. But I know you. Your real name is Kim Momi. Kim Momi? Ajuma! My name is Kim Chun <laughs> kim Chun He? What a tacky ass name! How many names do you have? Karen brings up another picture, a picture of her dancing in front of the department store. Do you remember this? Why where the f- did you get that? That's what I thought. The girl on the floor starts screaming, please, 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 please. Be quiet before I stomp your face. Silence. <laughs> Silence, okay. She's like, don't hurt my face, okay. Uh. Karen brings out a mask, puts it over the girl's face. Wait, what are you doing? What is this mask for? I please, what are you doing? Karen is trying to match up her face wearing the mask and she even sees the necklace and she's like, it's so clear, this is you. She throws a picture of mask girl wearing the necklace and she says, you killed my son. Karen pulls out her gun, cocks it, and the girl is begging for her life. It's not, it's not me, Ajima. Please, you have to let me go. I've seen your photo as many times as I've seen my own son's photo. The necklace you're wearing is the same as the one in the picture. Necklace? She gets up and looks at the picture of the mask And she starts maniacally laughing. And Karen says, are you f***ing crazy, you bitch? <laughs> that bitch's name is Kim Momi and the episode ends karen is confused she's shocked it seems like this girl that she's harassing is not kimomi but another enemy of kimomi and this is the next episode where we get introduced to cynthia we're gonna call her her name is chune but we'll call her cynthia okay Cynthia was bullied ever since middle school and high school. This is the
0: girl? Yes. She's
1: beautiful. Uh, She was beautiful before, but I guess conventionally, she was not conventional Korean ideal, right? Everyone said that her name was Tacky, and they said that she was also tacky-looking. Literally... I have no clue how this girl is connected to any of this, but I'm learning right now. And we're learning because she's telling Karen her life story while she's got a shotgun aimed at her head. It's like a shit show. Like in this very crucial moment of the drama, she's like, I got to take it back to high school.
2: <laughs> I'm like, Girl,
1: you're about to die right now. Like brain matter on the floor right now type vibes. And you're about to like give a whole, it starts in 1999. <laughs> like bitch, get out of here. And she said that in high school, she had a crush on a guy named Ben. Ben was going to train to be an idol. <laughs> like what is going on right now? She's got a fat crush on Ben. He was her chest set first love. But she was not conventionally attractive, so all she could do was watch him from afar. And then one summer, she was working at a convenience store, and she ran into him and all of his handsome friends, and he noticed her. Hey, you know me, right? Aren't you, Cynthia? We were in the same class in first year of high school. You remember my name? Yeah, of course, you have the same name as my grandma. But he was just using her. He just wanted to get alcohol and cigarettes without an id cynthia knew this but she just wanted to interact with this guy it didn't matter why he was here she just wanted to be around him and then one day one of his friends showed up on a motorcycle and said ben wanted me to come get you ben me why it's his birthday he requested i bring you So she gets taken to a karaoke bar, where she enters a karaoke room where all the popular kids are, all the pretty girls are, all the pretty boys are, and Ben is so excited to see her. Cynthia, you're here! She walks in, she's so uncomfortable, and the girls are literally snickering at her. Thanks for inviting me, happy birthday. Have you ever drank alcohol before? No. Well, it can be your first, it's my birthday. Cynthia tries chugging her soju to impress Ben, but he's like, take it easy. I don't want you to get drunk. And she's so confused why he even invited her in the first place, but he's so nice. She goes to the bathroom and she starts fixing her hair and she's just so excited. She looks around and she looks nothing like the girls in this bathroom, nothing like them at all. She's not even dressed like them, but he was outside waiting for her, checking up on her. I thought you were getting really drunk, so I was worried about you. You were worried about me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you something? Sure. Can I borrow some money? Money? Yeah, the bill came out to be a lot more than I thought it would be. I get paid next week, so I can pay you right back next week. How much? $200. Sure. That night, he hugs her and tells her that there is nobody else like her. He never paid her back. In fact, he came to see her every single time he needed money. He was just using her. And Cynthia had to get new job after new job. She went from a convenience store to Korean barbecue restaurant. And she sees on TV that he had finally debuted. And she was so happy for him. She texted him since, you know, they're friends, right? But he never responded. He even came home briefly with his bandmates and he ignored her. Literally, he treated her like she was just another fangirl. Which, side note, he's so mean to his fans. He literally got annoyed that so many of them stuck posters on his his parents' home. And he says it's just more trash that he's got to clean up. Yeah. So one of his members asked, hey, you know that girl that was screaming your name when we got out of the car? Oh, that girl? Yeah, no, I don't really know her like that. I went to high school with her. She's like a bank account. A what?
2: Wow. By the
1: way, Cynthia was there and she heard all of this. She never left. She was waiting outside his home thinking that he would come out and she could talk to him what and the bandmate is like what a bank account you know someone i call when i need money a bank account what the hell how many bank accounts did you have when i was at my prime probably like 10 how much did you get out of that girl enough to buy a car holy shit and did you do anything for her what the hell would i do for her girls like that you just call them when you need them that's all they need Damn, you're ruthless. Cynthia overhears everything and she goes to the local PC bung and posted an expose post on him, accusing him of underage drinking, underage assault, everything. He was forced to leave his group. His life was ruined. And she decided that she wanted to be pretty. This was like her only goal that she had in life, to be considered pretty. So she got full surgery everywhere. This is her saying it. And while she's dancing in front of a grocery store for a promotion, she sees Ben buying beers. He looks like he's had a rough life. And she thought, she thought if she ever saw Ben again, she would just ignore him, avoid him at all costs. But instead, she was intrigued. And she walked up to him. Ben, who are you? Cynthia. Cynthia I don't know uh, Cynthia Kim from high school year one we were in the same class she could tell that he looked at her differently now and she kind of liked it it was what she longed for and they slept together and she found out that um all he had to his name was a beat up car and because of his past life as a boy band member he didn't want to get a job she kind of felt guilty for some reason so she said you can stay at my place till you find a new job I mean of course I'd be thankful but are you okay with that Cynthia Yeah, as long as you promise to work hard to find a new job. Wow. Yeah, of course. In order to support him, Cynthia had to find a new job that would pay more, and she starts working at a dance bar. And let's be real, this is rough. She's going to have a lot of inappropriate men objectifying her nonstop, but she worked hard, and she quickly became the ace of the whole store. Meanwhile, Ben is at home doing nothing but playing games. Literally nothing but playing games. He won't even take out the trash he's smoking inside the house in front of her dog not even taking care of her dog won't even feed her dog nothing karen is still pissed she cocks the gun again hey you think i give a shit about this little shit show right now you think i want a sob story about your pathetic life i don't care if you're a slut or not i want to know where the other slut is (laughs) please, please 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 the next part is about her please i'm telling the truth i'm getting there it was about two months ago. So
0: one of those friends just won't get to the
1: point. <laughs> it's me. It's me. You're dead. You're dead.
0: Dead. Okay. Oh.
1: It all started two months ago, <laughs> bitch. Two months ago, the new girl started working at the club. She went by the name Adam, and the boss was ready to put the two women up against each other to see who could bring in more money. From the moment that that girl walked in, she stole my spotlight. Even the boss loved her more. She would even steal outfits that were reserved for me. Then she slowly started stealing my regulars. And I confronted her about it. I said, hey, even in the business world, there's something called ethics. Do you know what that is? Ever heard of that? Why are you stealing my clients? And she scoffed at me. I never stole anything. Then why are my regulars asking for you? Why are you asking me? Ask your regulars if you're so curious. Cynthia slaps her across the face, but Adam is different. She grabs her by the hair and slaps her around, literally like holding her head in place and like slapping her around. They get into a full-blown hair-pulling fist fight, and they're like, let go on the count of three. One, two, three. Neither of them let go. Okay, the boss walks in. What the hell is going on in here, girls? Omni, she's stealing my regulars. Stealing? Cynthia, if you had been working harder, then no one could steal your regulars. How is that her problem? Suddenly, Adam turns on the nice girl act. Actually, on the now that I think about it, maybe I did have some fault in this. From now on, I will be a bit more mindful. What the f*** did you just say? The boss looks at her. See? That's, that's your problem, okay? She's apologizing to you, and you can't even let it go. It's always the ones that aren't even good at their jobs that find someone else to blame.
0: Yikes.
1: Adam, let's go. Let me buy you dinner. On the way out, Adam turns around and winks at Cynthia. <laughs> that bitch! And she steps forward and crunch. She looks down. It's a gold moon shaped necklace on the ground. That was the day that Cynthia quit the club, and that was the last time that she saw that bitch. And she stole her necklace, okay? So what? Karen is pissed. You want me to believe that bullshit story? Well, what? please, please, look at her pictures. Her boobs are real, mine are silicone. Karen goes to poke her boob. These are silicone? If you're lying to me, I'll kill you. Why would I lie to you? I want to kill her too. So where's the girl working now? Cynthia is driven to the old club by Karen to ask one of the girls about Mommy. And she gets back into the car to report. They said that she quit and went somewhere that was offering more money. Should we just report her to the cops? No, no cops get involved. I'm going to get that girl with my own two hands. If she went to another place to get more money, she's probably an escort. I can help you find her. I can go around and do some of the legwork, but you'd have to pay me because I wouldn't be working, you know? Let's say $300 a day starting. $100 a day. 200 F- off, bitch. I can find her on my own. If you're looking for her right now and you go to all these establishments, word's going to get around that some weird old ajumai is looking for her. You think you fit into our own world? She's going to skip town for sure. Just think about it. Fine. Check in regularly, okay? So that night, Cynthia goes to knock on a seedy apartment door. It's not her apartment. Uh Uh-huh. Knock, knock. It's me. Cynthia. The door peeks open. Mask girl? It's mask girl. (gasps) Ah! What are you doing? Why is your face so beat up? The truth is, Everything Cynthia told Karen was a complete lie.
0: Oh my God. No way. What is going on?
1: And that is where I leave you. No, you can't do that. I have more, but I feel like this is a good cliffhanger though. This is too big of a hanger. Too big? Too big. You want more? More. (laughs) What the is wrong with you? Say I look pretty. You look pretty, mask girl.
0: <coughs> wow, that was so good. What's going on? Give okay. me more, give me more, give me more.
1: <laughs> so we get a flashback to how it really went down. Pussy power. These girls were not competition. They became friends and they were performing together. They were unstoppable at this club. They were almost like twins. People said they look like twins. They had both been ridiculed for their looks and now they're different. Their Wait, so does she
0: have a boyfriend or no? Yeah. Oh, that part is real. And yeah. the boyfriend is home playing games. Yeah. Oh,
1: so uh, their trauma stayed there and they knew what it was like to be rejected, to be like judged by their looks and to have this need to be accepted and beautiful. They they got each other. Mommy even gave her the necklace as a gift. And then one day, Momi didn't show up to the club. So Cynthia went to check up on her And she had crazy fever. She's burning up. And Cynthia's like, okay, we gotta go to the hospital. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And Mommy's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And she pushes Cynthia to the ground. Okay, fine, die, or do whatever you want. I can't go to the hospital. Why not? I killed someone, Cynthia. Stop lying, you hate the hospital that much, really? That's crazy. But then Cynthia looked at her face and knew that she was telling the truth. That night, Mommy told her everything. And instead of hating her, Cynthia felt for her she related to her and momi said why are you crying you're not the one that did it cynthia explains to protect momi it felt like she was protecting a younger version of herself and now she's telling adam we got to get out of here that lady she wants to kill you if she catches you i don't know what her deal is i have nowhere else to go can't you go stay with your mom or something i told you my mom's not like that She'd probably report me to the police the minute that she saw me. Okay, well, what if you go abroad? I tried looking into it. It's not that easy to go abroad these days and being a stowaway seems too dangerous. I'm sorry, because of me, you have to... Don't worry about me, okay? We're gonna find a way, so don't worry. Cynthia goes home and she's planning and she goes home to her deadbeat boyfriend who does nothing, not even feeding her dog and she's fed up and she's thinking, you know what? Mommy's gonna stay with me then. And she looks at her boyfriend and she says, sorry to say this, but I want you to move out. Well, I don't want to. What? This is my house, so get the f*** out, okay? And what if I say I won't? I knew taking it in the trash wasn't a good idea. Get out or I'll call the cops. Trash? <laughs> guess what I found today? What did you find? You're the one that exposed me. I used your computer because mine ran out of battery. And I went on to neighbor and guess who was logged in? wgr 0 -0. I will never forget that username. That username ruined my life. Exposed pictures of me from my high school days. What are you talking about? It wasn't me. Oh, it's not you. Oh, okay, fine. Ben punches her in the stomach. When I think about all the things that I went through because of you, he grabs at her face. When I think about it... No... It's not me, I swear it's not. Don't bullshit me, okay? And now what? You want me to leave? The more that I think about it, the more insane you are. He turns around and grabs the dog leash. Even if I die, I'm not gonna leave till I get payback for what you did to me. I'm not gonna hit your face since you still have to work, but if you scream, I'll kill you. And he starts beating her viciously. Meanwhile, Momi is sick and goes to a street food stand to eat dinner. She looks rough. She looks like looking like she's going to die. And she's about to eat when a high schooler comes up to her. Nuna, you're a mask girl, right? What the f***? So this is mask girl heart Teddy. The guy that's obsessed with her, like wants to find her. The one that saw the video of her dancing. What? Mask a girl? high schooler? Yeah. Mask girl, excuse me? I'm Teddy Love's mascara. I was one of your biggest donators and your fans. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. No. I mean, I can just tell by looking at you in person, you know, your boobs. I used to love your streams, but wow, you're so pretty now. But just so you know, I know that you would never do all those things. I know you didn't kill anyone. Nina, no, are you okay? You look sick. You're mascot, right? I've been working really hard to find you. She starts walking away, but he won't stop following. So she turns around and says, keep following me and I'll get the police. Call them. You have no idea what I went through to find you. And she whispers, F*** off before I kill you. Momi runs back to her apartment and starts packing up her bags when Cynthia comes to meet her in the hallway. Cynthia, what are you doing here? Where are you going? Take me with you. Momi drives her back home to grab her dog and belongings and she thinks that Ben is asleep, but he wakes up when she's about to walk out. And where do you think you're going? I was going to walk the dog. Yeah, with all your designer bags. He starts beating her, calling her worthless, saying a bitch like her needs to know her place and is trying to like, like it's really violent. It's really despicable. Like it's actually triggering. Like this show is really- Triggering, okay and she's trying to fight back momi eventually runs in because she's been taking so long and ben is literally trying to kill cynthia choking her with her own dog's collar so momi comes in grabs the dog's leash wraps around ben's neck she takes one end and cynthia takes the other and they start pulling in opposite directions until he's dead and it's a pretty intense scene like the way that they're killing him is this joint effort but it's just like I don't know. There's like so much. I feel like we could break it down and it can be as deep or as shallow as you want this scene to be. Right. Meanwhile, Karen is sleeping in a PC bunk and she wakes up and she sees she's got new messages from Mask girl loves Teddy. Remember the high schooler. Oh this is gosh. the one that she's been communicating with nonstop. Oh and he's like, oh, my God, I found Mask girl. And he's sending all these pictures that he took because he's been stalking Mask girl for like the past two days in this city. And Karen finds out that Mask Girl has been hanging out with Cynthia. Like, when Cynthia went to go see Mask Girl at the apartment, he took pictures of that and sent it to Karen. So what does she do? Karen rushes over to Cynthia's apartment, where she, sh- she sees two of them stuff something into the trunk and drive off. Wow. On the car ride, Momi looks to Cynthia and says, I think I'm pregnant. What? Yeah. The... Nathan's baby?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. And I think I'm gonna keep it. How? You can't even go to a hospital. I don't know. I guess I have no choice, but I need to keep the baby. What if my baby is ugly? Then they can get surgery when they're older. Well, even if my kid is ugly, I'm never gonna tell them that. I'm always gonna tell them that they're pretty no matter what. You know my mom never told me I was pretty growing up? I'm going to tell this kid that they're pretty all the time. And the two grab hands and they look at each other, but their happy ever after is not coming because Karen is chasing them. And the two stop at a river, open their trunk. They're about to dump Ben's body, but Karen pulls up. (sighs) She's got her shotgun. That's the lady I was talking about. What could you two possibly be doing late at night? Is this how you got rid of my son's body too? Cynthia starts talking. Yeah, your perverted son. I took care of him. Karen cocks her gun and Momi is confused. What are you doing? She's lying. I'm the one that did it. I killed your son. No, lady. It was me. I'm Kim Momi and I killed your son. Momi's looking at Cynthia like she's lost her mind. I'm Kim Momi. I'm the one that killed your son. Karen is confused. What kind of shit show is this? Do you think I care? I'm going to kill both of you either way? She goes to fire the gun, but the trigger is stuck, and both the girls run to tackle her, but the gun goes off, blowing all three of them back onto the ground, and the gun is laying on the ground.
0: But nobody's hurt.
1: Cynthia's been shot, and (gasps) she's dying. Karen grabs the gun and tries to kill Momi, but Cynthia, with the gunshot wound, gets up and knocks out Karen with a big rock. Momi hugs her, begging her to stay. Please, we have to go. Wake up. Please, we have to leave together. We're going to run away together. We're going to raise this baby together. It's you and me. Momi tries to hug her to keep the blood from flowing out, but it's too late. Cynthia is dead. Momi has to put Cynthia and Ben into the car and drive into the river. It doesn't show us what happens to Karen. But a year later, she is seen with a mask in a car. And there's two people next to her and there's flashing lights coming into the car from outside. The police officer next to her says, wow, you're a star. The door is open and everyone is screaming, mask girl, mask girl. She's not a celebrity, but she's a serial killer. And she has finally got her stage. Everyone's eyes and interest were on her. This is something that she's dreamed about for so long. But she imagined it being on a red carpet. Instead, she was turning herself in for murder.
0: Really? Turning herself in?
1: Yeah. But don't worry. She's gonna get back out. And the next episode is on her kid who's all grown up. What the f- this show moves too fast. Her kid is all... So we get three momies actually. So we get Mask Girl mommy, Plastic Surgery mommy, and then Old mommy later. Because her kid now becomes, like, a teenager. And the next oh. episode is going to be her kid finding out that her mom is a serial killer.
0: Wow, this show is like flying through time oh
1: yeah so uh stay tuned for part two i think i'm gonna have to do a part two for this guy you think so yeah
0: i mean i love it yeah so please
1: leave it in the comments if you guys want a part two and i hope you guys enjoyed today's video and i'll see you guys in the next one bye